listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I am your host, as always, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm really excited about our guest today, um, Baljeet Rayat is amazing. She is probably, actually she is, besides myself, she is our very first spiritual teacher guest. And she's going to get into some woo with us today. And you know, of course, I say that tongue in cheek because you know, when my family calls me the witch doctor and other people say I'm into the woo woo, they say it tongue in cheek and they say it out of love sometimes. And other times, you know, talking about the woo is sort of the way people sort of downgrade it or you know, cast it into the, you know, unnecessary pile or frankly, the crazy pile. And I say it tongue in cheek when I talk about our, our next guest, Baljeet, because she actually brings a really, really practical application to something that some people might find really out there. And I'm excited to have her on because we had an amazing, interesting conversation about how the energetic records of our let's say, spiritual system can actually really inform us and help us to transform areas of our life where we currently feel stuck. I'm a big believer in healing and going to the root cause. It's why I got into alternative medicine. It's why I was a practitioner for eight years. My fascination has always been around healing and going straight to the root cause. And we know that energy precedes form. So Baljeet's work works at the energetic, it works at the etheric, it works at that level where we can actually find the answers that we're seeking in this 3D reality of all the places that we're stuck. You know, working in the unconscious is one thing, and that helps us a lot. And then going a level deeper and taking it into the Akashic records, which is what we're going to be speaking about today, is a whole other layer. So I want to welcome Baljeet to the show and I hope you guys stay tuned. I know this might be a little out there for some of you guys. You might think, oh gosh, what, who does she have on the show today? But honestly, this is an amazing conversation. I really want you guys to get out of this how the practical application of doing this work can actually really, really transform your lives and inform you of the places that you need to work on, which of course is why we're here to improve and to get better. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, Baljeet, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Hi, how are you? I am good. So I was, I know before we press record, I was sharing with you that you are a very unique guest to the show. Um, we've definitely had people on that have, you know, talked about energy and I've definitely wooed out and talked about energy and spirit and all of that sort of thing. And you're very unique because you have this very unique special skill that you bring to your, I would say, healing and coaching practice, which is that you are an Akashic Records reader. Am I saying that right? 
Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I'm always fascinated how people started on their healing journey. And I know that you have a story that will probably not be that unfamiliar for our listeners. So could you share with us how it is that you got to be where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was back in 2003. So I'm 39 years old now and I was 23 then. And I just finished studying architecture and I was raised in a very strict upbringing, East Indian background. And I started to work in an architect firm living, you know, very nice high life in Toronto. Uh, it felt very sex in the city, got paid really well. And I was also parting lots. I was going to raise because I felt a little lost inside, even though everyone thought I was very happy. Um, on the inside, I felt like I didn't know what my purpose was. And I didn't even know what purpose meant. I just felt a little lost and felt conflicted with my own identity. And do I get married being in the culture? Um, everything just felt very conflicted. But I just went with what everybody told me. So I was a Certified people pleaser, <laughs> which I know many of you uh, listening. Oh yes, I have, a <laughs> I have a I have a PhD in that. Yep. Because mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to make everyone else happy, and so I always put my needs last, and that was really um, detrimental to my my mental health. And what had happened was I developed a chronic and panic disorder, and had depression, and I had no idea I was depressed. Till I started to experience panic attacks and they were very consistent. So I went on antidepressants for four years and that didn't really help. It helped to mask, um, you know, in the panic attacks, but it didn't like it, it masked my emotions and actually dealing with them. So I was still working really hard. I was working overtime. I was still drinking. I was still partying and my relationships were still shitty and still had a smile on my face, but I was very lost deep down inside. And Interesting. Then like, yeah. Yeah. And then by 2005, six, I was like, you know what? I need to get off these antidepressants. Like I'm kind of taking them, but not really. And what the trigger point was, is I, I remember I went to my doctor in Toronto at that time and I felt like she said this on purpose as a way to catalyze my awakening. She said to me, she's like, you know, you probably need to be on antidepressants for the rest of your life. And I remember looking at her and I didn't even say anything. I was just in shock. But my inside was like, there's no way I'm going to be living on antidepressants for the rest of my life. And so I got up and I left. And mind you, because I was on antidepressants, I was so disconnected from my physical body and my emotions that I had gained like 20 pounds. So I still wasn't happy. You know? And so there was this physical disconnection, an emotional disconnection, and yet working, you know, a very nice I had nine to seven job, uh, getting paid very well, just, but just miserable. So I finally found a naturopathic doctor and she helped me wean off the antidepressants and 
long story short, she, she told me, she's like, you might experience a healing crisis. And I was like, I don't understand what a healing crisis is. (laughs) Healing crisis, you know, as many of you know, is, uh, a purge and it's like a sim, uh, you're experiencing your symptoms as if they're real, but you're actually detoxing the symptoms out of your body, your emotional body, your physical body. And she said, you might experience, you know, panic attacks again, because you're you're detoxing. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm fine. But then what happened was three months later, I had a complete relapse. And it was really severe to the point where I was almost suicidal. And I I didn't realize that I was experiencing a major healing crisis because I'd stopped doing my taking my antidepressants or so everything was detoxing. Mm, and that's when most people go back on the meds, right? Because then medical science says, well, you you obviously you need to be on them. So get yeah. back on them, right? So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I didn't understand what energy was. So if I understood what this process was, you know, I would have been more gentle. I would have you know, now I believe that you don't have to experience a healing crisis because energy follows intent. Everything is energy. You know, you look at quantum physics and stuff like that. Everything is energy. But I didn't understand that entire concept. I just thought, oh my God, I'm going crazy, (laughs) you know? And um, I then came across a homeopathic doctor and this was after writing a letter to the universe. It was like my first woo conversation with source, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. And I remember I was sitting out on my balcony in Toronto and it wasn't pretty because I had this net. We had like a lot of pigeon crap coming in. <laughs> so it was just so ugly. Ah, <laughs> uh, city yeah. living. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm staring out uh, and I remember I had my journal and I said, okay, source, like I, I give up you know, you either want me to leave my body, like die, or do I stay? And if you want me to stay, I need you to show me. And I I said it so bluntly. And the next morning, I remember waking up and I heard um, energy healing. And that's the first time I actually listened to my intuition on that level and like searched it online. And when I did, I came across a homeopathic doctor did not know what homeopathy was, which is energy medicine. And I contacted the woman and she worked with me for four months and she, she came from the corporate industry. So she knew what I was going through and went out of the corporate industry to become a homeopathic doctor. So within four months, I remember just, you know, waking up from this dark tunnel, call it the dark night of the soul And it was like I had a different set of eyes. I could see, I could feel, I could connect with my emotions. And it was just through taking the remedies. And she was working with me to reconnect back to my emotions. And through that, I was like, it's like the Pandora's box just like was open and I was like, Oh my God, I must try everything. You know, (laughs) like maybe I want to be a homeopathic doctor, screw architecture. So, um, at the time, I don't know if they still have it in Toronto, but there's this thing called the learning annex and you take courses, you can take Mm -hmm. a cooking class or you can take a angels reading class and anything class really. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I found a class on numerology And I was like, I'm going to go to numerology class. 
And that's where I met my, my dear friend, Jennifer Longmore, who's also my mentor still to this day. And we had this really deep soul connection, like just in that moment. And when she was done teaching, I walked up to her and she said, you're coming to my angels class tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I had no idea what this was. <laughs> it was like, what's an angels class? When I went, I experienced this profound energy and this presence that I can't even, you know, physically uh, explain because it was just this internal experience that I had on an energetic level that just cleansed me. And after that, she was like, you know, you're a Reiki master. And I said, yeah, I feel that. So she taught me to be a Reiki master. And then she did an Akashic Record reading. And at that time, she wasn't teaching Akashic Records. Now she has a seven-figure business. She's been teaching Akashic Records. And I became her very first student after bugging her for <laughs> three months straight. I was like, when are you going to teach it? When are you going to teach it? And she was like, all right, I'll teach it already. And she just downloaded everything. And um, in that moment of learning the Akashic Records and also experiencing it, and here's the thing. I used to go to a lot of psychics prior to that because I wanted a psychic to tell me my future. I wanted the psychic to tell me, am I going to be okay? Am I going to attract my my lover? Am I going to have a kid, you know, or, or two? Mm -hmm. It was like I was so attached to hearing what I wanted to hear versus what I needed to hear. So before you go into more of that, uh, Belgi, because I, I want to actually explain for the audience, like just very briefly so we can get into some more questions, but what is an Akashic Records reading? And then I, I know you're going into kind of comparing the, the psychic and the Akashic, which we'll do in a minute, but I really want to have the people listening understand. So we've talked already in your story, you've experienced a lot in energy healing. Um, I'm a trained homeopath, so I understand, you know, energy medicine. For our audience that's listening, that maybe this is the first time of them hearing about uh, Akashic Records specifically. And for those of you, by the way, listening who don't understand what me energy medicine is, period, um, that is a topic of a whole other show, which I will probably do. Um, essentially, energy medicine is a way that you heal using the vibration or energy of substances to um, instigate your own healing within your own energy system. So that's just sort of the really short version of it. But tell us exactly what is what are the Akashic Records and what is an Akashic Records reading? Yeah, um, Akashic Records is another form of energy medicine, which I highly recommend. So Akashic Records is the records of your soul. It, think of it as an etheric library. It records every word, thought, action, event from the moment your soul chose to extend its existence from source, universe, whatever you want to call it. A field has been created. We all have a field called the Akasha in which all life is formed. Akasha is in Sanskrit, meaning in which all life is formed. So when you tap into that energy and with proper training, you're able to ask um, empowered questions of your soul's purpose, why you've chose your parents in this incarnation, um, basically anything you can ask about. And when using the Akashic Records, when you're tapping into that, 
you're able to really come into alignment with your purpose by releasing a lot of illusions. The illusions are the programming that we've been taught growing up from our parents, from society, from culture, from religion, from governmental programming. Um, it could be ancestral that goes beyond in this lifetime. It can be based on, you know, past life interferences, uh, other kinds of worldly environmental interferences uh, that go beyond what your human brain can understand, but it's recorded in your Akashic records in which you're able to heal instantly in the moment. And when you're working in the Akashic records, there's no such thing as time and space. So you can heal simultaneously. And when we think about past life, it's actually parallel lives. Things are happening simultaneously. So how that differs with the psychic reading, and I have many friends that are psychics, by the way, but they, they use that ability to um, empower and guide people is that um, when you get a psychic reading, you're you're tapping into one trajectory, but we have many trajectories. It also depends on what kind of psychic reading that you're getting. With the Akashic Records, you are in tapping into that intuitive ability. And, um, you know, it is, I would say, getting a psychic reading, but in a more empowered way. So instead of asking a generic question of, will I ever meet a man? Or am I ever going to be rich? you're actually giving your power away to that person to give the answer to you than actually um, becoming an empowered participant and knowing how to manifest that, co-create that. So what used to happen to me was I would go to like, I go to like gypsy psychics <laughs> and I would like, the the no offense to anybody yeah. that has a neon sign in their window. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> and I'm like, tell me. And they're like, yeah. And I would be so attached to that outcome that it wouldn't happen. There were some things that were true granted, but what it was is that even if you see your future, right, there's, and you have a block, if you have a block in your, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, then you're not going to be able to manifest whatever it is that you want to create. Well, that's something I want to jump in there because you mentioned something really interesting. Um, I feel like this is like an Akashic Records 101 for people, but you, oh. you mentioned something really interesting because you, you were talking about, you know, how, you know, parallel lives and sort of energy and there's no time, et cetera. And you said something really important that I've never actually heard anybody who is psychically inclined say, except for one person, which is that there's actually in the work that you do, a healing that is occurring. And just briefly, because I actually want to take this into the work that you do with people, but like briefly, how, how do you mean that? Like I can almost guess because I know my background, but how does the healing occur? It's just through awareness because you're t like actually revealing what your blind spots are. So think of it as veils of illusions are being lifted. And just through that person, your client just being like, oh my God, all this time I've been attracting the same kind of guy because I haven't gotten over <clears throat> my anger with my father. And I've been trying to recreate that relationship with my father through other men. And so I've been attracting these kind of men that are exactly like my father in that pattern. So it's so, very therapeutic in yeah. that sense. Yeah. 
So it's, it's this realization of a pattern or the root cause or whatever the connection is. And like a homeopathic remedy, the healing happened instantly because your cellular memory responds to the story. Your cellular memory releases, um, even on the subconscious level, the illusion that, you know, that you were holding on to that was blocking you from the truth. So when you come into the truth, and I call it the universal truth. So the universal truth is the truth that goes beyond the human truth. The human truth is the stories that we've made up, you know, in our head and our and our body that says it's not safe or this is why we can't do this because such and such. But when you come into this ultimate truth and you're like, wow, the healing happens, the healing occurs in that moment. And it's it's this knowingness, it's an awareness. When we choose to um, deflect our awareness and avoid it, that's where resistance happens. And that resistance is suffering. That resistance is where we experience pain in our body and our emotions. And like we're holding on to it like a security blanket. So when I work with someone in their records, I'm actually working with their resistance. You already know what your truth is. Everybody knows what their truth is. It's our resistance, which I call the security blanket that we don't want to let go of because what would happen if we let go of a lot of people are actually afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of success. They're afraid of what it would be like to change. And so when we come into that place of truth, you relax into it and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually safer on this side. It's actually safe to be me. And so you heal a lot about visibility issues, um, dealing with trauma, like actually coming back in your body. A lot of people who have money issues or they don't feel vi visible um, sometimes are have gone through emotional or physical trauma, whether they've been sexually abused physically or emotionally as a child. So they're walking around, you know, life not being physically in their body and they're just floating. Um, so being in your body, this is actually a big thing that um, a lot of people heal is how you know you're not in your body is that you bump into things, you forget about things, you're, um, and this is where it can get mixed up with the woo-woo thing is some people use spiritual bypass as a way of like, you know, healing but they don't actually really come into their body they're not actually physically manifesting and implementing physically here in this realm the teachings the learnings the the awarenesses and tell so us here. an example like because this is another term that you and I are familiar with but what is the yeah. spiritual bypass for people listening a spiritual bypass is basically using spirituality as a way of um, avoiding and deflecting your truth. So let me give an example. It's like, oh, I went to this retreat and I I healed everything and I'm I feel like I'm the best coach ever, but you can feel something missing in the conversation. <laughs> you can just feel it. And it can come through many conversations, like they'll use spirituality as a way to deflect or avoid the actual truth. So it's like masking 
the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it happen a lot, yeah. and I've I've done it personally with yeah. um, stuff because you know we talked about being a chronic ple- people pleaser, etc. And the way I've seen it done, and the way I've used it in the past too, um, is you know this whole idea of like taking responsibility um, and overly like sort of. So there's been this issue. Let's say someone has done something you know, to you, um, and there's, there's anger and there's all these feelings, but then bypassing the anger and all the feelings and going straight to some overly spiritual perspective of like, you know, finding forgiveness right away. And that's beautiful. But if you bypass all the anger and all the real emotions, they just get trapped in your body somewhere and they create illness or they create disease. And, uh, and you're actually really not doing the healing by avoiding your emotions. So yeah. Yeah. And that's being in your body, right? So we talk about emotions, it's energy and motion. So by connecting with that, you're able to connect to the deeper part of yourselves. And that's how you heal. Like it's just an automatic being, awareness, being conscious, being a conscious co-creator versus a subconscious co-creator. Subconscious co-creator is when you're subconsciously creating things by creating crises and you're like, why is everything happening to me? I don't understand. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you're just being the vic- victim. Place. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So and how then, do you how do you now then take? So you came. I mean, you came from education. You came from career orientation, and you know, there's people listening to this that this is their very first time even hearing about this. Like I had heard about Akashic Records like years ago, and I've been. I mean, I've been swimming in the woo for over 20 years, right? So I heard about it years ago, but I still didn't really have a Uh, understanding or or concept of what it was until recently. Um, And there's people listening that this is totally new. So how did you reconcile and how do I guess, how do you reconcile it now for people? Because I know you work with people that don't come from this world and it's, it could be intimidating or it could be like, Oh my God, I'm like, you know, I'm a lawyer. I can't believe I'm talking to you kind of thing. Like I, I, you know, I'm a scientist, you know, how am I going here? So how did you reconcile it back then getting into this world? And obviously you had, you know, sort of this empirical evidence of your own healing. But now to take that and work with the people that you do work with, do you find most people are generally open when they come see you or are they just sort of, they're just at that point of desperation where they're like, like that's most of my patients came to me with the, I tried everything, you know, I'm going to try this now. Like what's your experience with that? Um, honestly, I get people of all walks of life. Most of my clients come from like, close to 90% referral. They're just like, go see Belgium. And they don't even know what the Akashic Records are, or they've read about it, they've heard about it. But it's more of this experience because they've seen the transformation through someone else. And they're like, what was that? What just happened here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the people that I've dealt with, I've dealt with, you know, addicts who were addicted to porn to people who came out of a cult. Um, to uh, people that are like us, that are coaches and mentors, et cetera, to people who have come out of the corporate industry or are still in it and they just need direction. They just need direction with their relationship or they're going through a separation. Um, there's people who are visionaries and they're, you know, in the entertainment industry. So, I get a lot of people from all walks of life and you'd be surprised. And I know if you've met people like this 
who actually are very tapped in and they just come to you. It's it's with the Akashic records. It's like, it's more of a calling. Like they just kind of, I've had people just find my website and they're like, I don't know what it is, but I just felt called to speak to you. And I've never done this work before. So I'll, I'll share about the process and they're like, okay, let's try it. When I feel, which is very rare, like a I'm not too sure if I should do this or intimidation or whatever that may be. That's just resistance. It's resistance of actually knowing the truth. So when that client comes and I'm, I, I'm very direct <laughs> if I know that there's resistance or I'm like, Hey, you're not in your body. We need you back in your body. Um, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they get it. Um, so I get people from all walks of life and it, I would say it was more at the beginning when I started doing this that because I wasn't, um, uh, comfortable within myself of doing the work that I was doing, that I, I had attracted people that weren't too sure. But as soon as I became super confident, you know, and I would say that was by 2009 because I went, I left the architectural industry and went full time into my holistic business. And just by developing that confidence and being like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. You owned it as we would say. Yeah. 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 Then I started attracting people that were the same. That was just it, like attracts like. It's like mm -hmm. you want to learn more about yourself, start your own business, and you're you're going to heal. <laughs> well, yeah, and I always like asking, you know, holistic, you know, practitioners and coaches and you know people that, let's say, angle right. I always mm -hmm. like asking that question because to me it's like so inspiring because what it says to me is that essentially deep down inside, and there's a lot of us that are shut off to it and just deny it. But essentially, deep down inside, it, it tells me that there are a lot of people waking up to who they already are, right? It's not like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's not like you're becoming this whole other person. Um, but there's this identity that we form as humans, and then there's the true identity. And that just kind of gives me, yeah, hope that that it's just opening up. So, yeah. Beljeet, if you could leave our audience with one or two nuggets that they could sort of take away from this uh, very informational sort of interview that we've we've shared with everybody what are one or two nuggets like something that you repeatedly find yourself telling your clients or advising or advice um really honor your boundaries there's a difference between boundaries and barriers barriers are more of like a wall like a guard um and how to really honor your boundaries is really listen to your gut feeling the truth and your intuition. It's that gut intuition that you have. And when something doesn't feel right, like it, let's just say you're being asked to collaborate with someone on a project or, you know, book a session, but your, your gut's like, no, I can't do this. Really honor that process. That's part of the people pleaser things. I, I get a lot of people that have, um, I would say challenges with, honoring their boundaries. So then they end up compromising. So practice listening to your intuition and being okay to say no to things. You know, you just create space for alignment to your actual purpose when you do that. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us a sneak peek into your world. And, you know, I really love being able to offer people alternatives on, on the show and be able to show them 
other things that they could be doing or learning. And I really appreciate you bringing your, your energy and your expertise to the call today. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. You're most welcome. And thank you for having me on the show. It was just a joy. much for tuning in and keep rising everyone for books and resources related to today's episode make sure you head over to sherisespodcast.com and i'll see you there if you've enjoyed today's episode make sure you tune back in next week when i dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be and hey if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it head on over to itunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show 